Do you know what it takes to start a podcast? Well, I'm joined today by the ladies from the Primary Care Knowledge Boost team, and they're going to talk about how they started doing a podcast and what you may need to do if you want to do it yourself. Let's take enhance your primary care and learning. If this is the first time we're meeting, I'm Dr. Gandalf of EGP Learning, where I look at supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And then in this episode, I'm joined by the ladies from Primary Care Knowledge Boost, a really amazing podcast, which I highly recommend you guys have a listen to. And they're going to talk about their journey to start doing podcasting for you guys. Um, as always, if you want to contact me, you're welcome to on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the various podcasting platforms as ever. Feel free to leave a review. And as always, make sure you click subscribe and the notification bell to get all these episodes first and foremost. Shall we join the girls? So how are you both today? Good, thank yeah, you. Very yeah. good, thank you. Yeah. Um, I always let people introduce themselves because I'm awful at it, as people know. <laughs> so do you want to mind introducing yourselves? Yeah, so um, I'm Lisa. I'm a GP in Wigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my training in Nottingham and then moved across to North Manchester for the kind of postgrad stuff. Um, we qualified last year now. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a, a year. Time flies. Um, and during that year, we've been doing a fellowship um, with the Health Education England, and that's mm-hmm. led to the podcast development, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in a minute. Cool. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, Sarah, um, and I'm the other part of the Primary Care Knowledge Boost podcast, um, which me and Lisa have started last year. Mm-hmm. And I work in Wigan as well um, yeah. and live in Manchester. Cool. So you, you talked about the fellowship that you guys are involved in and how that led to you doing the podcast. Talk us through that. Oh, so yeah, it's very interesting. We were one of the, I think we were the first year that they did it. So um, in, in North Manchester, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, Health Education England have a pot of money for people who have CCT'd to mm-hmm. try and become better GPs, I think is basically the theme and mm-hmm. um, they do them all across the country um and we were very lucky in Wigan that the um CCG had a guy called Nikesh who was awesome and he was part of the training and um, program as well mm-hmm. and he set about getting these pots of money for GPs to stay in the local area and they uh, kind of decided that we could make them ourselves mm-hmm. um so we wanted an edu- education slant to it um, and part of it is that you get paid for a day for personal development okay so we did a postgraduate certificate in medical education Mm-hmm. through Cardiff distance learning mm-hmm. um, and then we got offered a CCG session as well as our clinical work um, that wasn't funded by Health Education England but it just came as part of the package mm-hmm. um, and it was part of that CCG session that's led us to making the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean that seems quite um, foresight of the CCG to look at this kind of model of uh, supporting people and things. How, how did that actually come about because that sounds quite unique if I'm being honest. Yeah. In terms of the fellowship or in terms of... No in terms of the CCG part of it. Oh, so the CCG part of it. So it was to do with, um, I think, workforce is a really big issue in Wigan, as I'm sure it is everywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they were trying to look, um, they'd interviewed quite a lot of the local GPs, um, local um, workers to try and find out what was attractive to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and portfolio working was a really big part of that. Yeah. Um, and the trainees were saying that they wanted um, experience and things outside of clinical medicine. So we want to know how the CCG works. We want to know how management works. Um, and Wigan had already set up their own mini fellowship before this official one came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were already putting um, CC, post-CCT um, GPs into CCG roles. Okay. Um, so I think it all came kind of a part of we want to retain GPs, we want to make mm-hmm. the um, career attractive in Wigan. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And part of the interesting thing about trying to decide what to do, which when we've talked to other fellows doing similar projects with HEE, mm-hmm. um, when you work with the CCGs, uh, around you know any any part of England or wherever, um, it can be slightly difficult starting. 
mm. um, and kind of deciding what you want to do. And there's there's quite a few projects that you can get involved in. Um, and we really had the scope with this one to just kind of um, decide and uh, have that time to just think of ideas. Um, and Dr. Cyrus Armand's part of the GP education arm of the CCG mm. in Wigan. Um, we had a really good meeting with her where we just threw around loads of different ideas and that's where we came up with the podcasting idea. Okay. Um, so yeah. yeah. It was a bit, I remember that meeting and it was it was one of those things that got threw out that was like, no, we couldn't do that. Yeah, um, but we stuck to it. But we did, we, were like, <laughs> we thought about it and we thought, actually, can, can we yeah. do it? Because if we could, it will be genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, then we just presented it to the CCG and they thought it was great and then we said, yeah. oh, how do we do this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it kind of started from there yeah wow. so, so you guys decided then you wanted to do this podcast and um, mm. how did you come up with the first of all the, the topic area because it, it's quite specific in terms of what you, you're doing with the local area and things yeah. yeah so yeah we um so we both love education so the idea of speaking to um, clinicians talking about their areas of interest so um, secondary care clinicians mm-hmm. consultants um came out quite early and to think about how to align the podcast to the CCG's areas of interest and mm-hmm. um, we thought about maybe targeting our GP education around areas of high referral rates okay. um, from general practice into into secondary care so that's kind of our first link link ups with our um, consultants that were chosen were, mm-hmm. were through those areas um, which was lovely because we got to talk about really uh, broad topics that affect a lot of people mm-hmm. um, and then we just took each, each subject as it as it came really mm-hmm. that's how we decided on the clinical element we were very clear because um we we realized that um gp education is there and um, mm. it's not great it's hard to access when you're a gp you don't always have time yeah um yeah. it's always in some random place that you have to try and get to um which is where the podcast idea came because it, it's mobile you can mm. do it where you want when you want um but also education for the all, all the other clinicians in primary care is a little bit lacking they don't have as much of a dedicated resource mm-hmm. so we were very clear when we set up the um podcast that we wanted it not to be for gps we want it to be for all primary care clinicians mm-hmm. um, and be useful for everybody who's seeing patients in mm-hmm. primary care yeah. so we try and keep that Mm. And I guess starting podcasting, I mean, I, I know with having talked to lots of people about it, sometimes there can be this kind of hesitation about the tech side mm. of it, you know, um, <laughs> I, I think you guys mentioned it, you know, how, how are we going to do it? How did you do it? <laughs> uh, we had a head start. <laughs> okay. Um, it helps to have um, somebody that you know that that knows how to work these types of technologies. Um, mm. And so my husband is in, um, in a band and uh, had a lot of the uh, technology already. Um, and as part of his degree knew how to work these things so that was really really helpful um not so much in terms of the editing process so Mm. we um we had to learn a lot um just from online tutorials the power of youtube yeah definitely (laughs) and how to edit and and things like that and then um and sort of the branding side of things as well we had a bit of help with yeah, as well my, my husband is in IT <laughs> um, and um, graphics and software and all that sort yeah. of things so yeah. he's been able to do a lot of the branding and the graphics for us so awesome. we, we have had a lot of help yeah which mm. I think did mean that we could get it off the ground quite quickly whereas yeah. I, I know other people starting mm. who've not had that sort of hand up have definitely struggled to to Mm -hmm. work out where to start Um, but it's really nice now to pass that information forward now that we've learned it 
yeah. I guess as well there's the whole so we, we learned how to record and edit and everything and then we had to work out how actually podcasts work yep. um, <laughs> because you don't think about how they get out to everybody and they get on the apps yep. and all that sort of stuff so that was a lot of um, online blogs and mm. tutorials and trying to figure out how to make a podcast yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be fair that's all we used and we managed to get it up and running so yeah. anyone uh, can really do it yeah and we also had help from you which was oh, really you. really well timed and a lot of the mm. information that you've given us we've we've um, yeah, we've definitely used, yeah, yeah we've used Thank and we've you. passed forward no, definitely <laughs> uh, i mean as many of the youtube learners will know i i, I love po- podcasting i'm a massive fan of it and it's so easy to do actually you know yeah. yes you can spend tons and tons of time and money doing various different things to be honest all you actually need is a smartphone and you can start podcasting straight away if you wanted to yeah quality may not be what you want for a full thing but that can change over time clearly yeah um so I guess with the podcasting and stuff, um, you've, I know you've been covering quite a lot of clinical topics lately. Um, the one that you guys did on anemia and folate, hands down, is one of my favourite episodes. Purely good because I was driving down from Nottingham to London, and yeah, it, it just filled a need at that point because I was having difficult patients with a couple of things. And I was like, perfect advice. Oh, great! Um, so I absolutely love that. But I guess where do you see it moving in the future? Because at some point, I'm guessing there's going to be some, you know, the clinical topics are going to reduce in the kind of frequency and that kind of thing. Yeah. We've got we've got loads of ideas. It's we get so many requests coming through for what people want, and yeah. it is crazy how much clinical stuff there is out there. Mm. Um, we've yeah. got our next ones are about resilience because we wanted to branch out a little bit. Okay. Um, and there's been a lot in the news recently about resilience, and we had quite a good talk from someone from Health Education um, England called uh, Rebecca Barron, mm. and we heard her talk, so we got her on um, to speak to us about more than neuroscience, like the theory behind resilience, okay. not really tips about what you can do, but where where it's come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've enjoyed that. We're obviously going to do with yourself about um, how to be a portfolio GP mm-hmm. um, so that one's going to be coming um, but we have loads of clinical ones as well we want to do a gynae series because mm-hmm. um, lots of people are requesting menopause help yep. which I think will be great mm-hmm. and very topical right now exactly yeah. mm-hmm. um, especially with all the problems with the HRT yep. um, and infant feeding um, mm-hmm. allergy cow's milk protein that's been a big one yeah. um, and then the respiratory series as well yeah. so pulmonary yeah. fibrosis bronchiectasis mm-hmm. things like that um, so we've got loads coming up Wow. Uh, so I think we'll not run out anytime soon yeah i think a lot of it is quite opportunistic so we're mm-hmm. um now um going to be with greater manchester and mm-hmm. uh, nhs um and um using links through there mm-hmm. the, the, you've just got access to a great wealth of information mm-hmm. which is one of the things we we're talking about the clinical side of things is um you, you've got either gps with special inter- interests or you've got consultants who've got mm-hmm. this like massive range of information that's just yeah. so great to give it a platform um and that and so this possibilities are endless so it's sort of just linking in with people and kind of deciding mm-hmm. what's appropriate when uh, is part of it and i think this year um though it's opportunistic sort of sitting down and, and getting a bit of a schedule together would be really uh, really good cool. yeah okay. looking forward to it so i guess if you had the opportunity to go back in time and kind of start again yeah. is there anything you do differently um i don't know because now we've said um getting a schedule um Mm -hmm. yeah maybe linking up with people doing it earlier Mm -hmm. and getting their advice yeah we were a bit haphazard at the beginning um, and based on your advice we got more of a a release schedule yeah Um, it's been quite nice to drill down when we're doing it um so maybe having that from the beginning would have been useful investing in the tech a bit earlier on like you say the smartphones are good but kind of whatever you're comfortable with so mm. just as as long as you've got what what you think is going to work and not yeah. settling for something you think is terrible technology you know, yeah. some of the things that we 
we used at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so I think I think that's important. If you if you see it having a future, having the right stuff is Definitely. really important. Yeah, and and people you're working with as well. So mm-hmm. um, just using them as much as possible. And like um, we spoke about earlier, carving that bit of time mm. yeah. to actually give it give it what it deserves and and Definitely um, agree yeah, with that. enjoy enjoying your passion and giving it time as cool. well. Yeah. I guess I have a couple of questions I always ask everyone that comes onto the podcast and stuff. So sure. what is your favorite clinical work-based app? Oh, um, <laughs> Deliberately work-based, didn't. Work-based, because um, I, I fantastically love the Clarity app. Is that, am I allowed to say that one? You're allowed to say any app you want. Because <laughs> um, um, being able to use my phone in um, conferences yeah. and workshops and things to automatically record um, my CPD is being mm-hmm. amazing because um, it means it's there. Even if I just write really short notes, sure. um, I can go back to it later and I actually know what's happened rather than mm-hmm. trying to wreck my brain. Um, so I really like that one. Mm. Um, I use... I did use MedCalc quite a lot, but a mm. lot of the things I just use on the, um, I just try and use it as browsers rather than having my phone out That's clinically. That's fair enough. That's fine. Um, so that one, um, lab tests online has been a bit useful sometimes. And um, the Royal College, um, so it's of pediatrics and child health. Mm. I can't remember what their proper name is. Um, they've got um, a lovely. A resource about um, reference ranges for children's yeah. blood tests, um, which I've only just found and I've shared with people. Like, oh my god, this is amazing! Definitely. <laughs> um, and yeah, just loads of um, nice CKS. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I guess that pediatric one is probably a useful podcast episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah, about. it's a really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> and I guess what's your favourite non-work app then? And that can be anything. I can answer that one oh, straight that away, one <laughs> other than Spotify. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, just yeah, I do. I commute to work quite quite a heavy distance, and so either Spotify, Spotify, or um, my podcast app, Audacity, or whichever podcast app you're using. Okay. Um, yeah, m- just loving the different varieties of podcasts out Definitely. there, uh, as well as music. Very important. Yeah, <laughs> Spotify is probably one of my most used. Twitter, um, I use that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the um you mentioned one oh um, i listen to quite a lot of audiobooks um on my commute um so yeah that app gets used a lot as well um i'd say they're probably my top three mm. okay and the other question i ask which interesting was recently featured in a, an article about the top 19 questions to ask for a deeper consultation a conversation Ooh, okay. and stuff yeah. Um, so yeah um you're the first people i got to ask since that came out <laughs> so imagine you got to meet the secretary of state for care and health and social care tomorrow uh, and he said to you i'm gonna give you a hundred million pounds and you have to spend it on health tech. All the red tape's gone. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it, but it has to be spelt on health tech. What would you spend it on? Well, obviously ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast for everybody. Um, no, let me think. I think the the from earlier, the because inter- we're speaking at the conference yeah. this, this weekend, the integrated notes mm-hmm. would be fantastic. The amount of time that is wasted on letters that mm. are not arriving chasing mm-hmm. um the fact that i've got no idea what's happened to my patient in hospital mm-hmm. um, me trying to find out by ringing people ringing the patient who doesn't know if everything was just in one place mm. i think it would make life so much easier sure yeah yeah that's a good answer yeah i i have to think about that really heavily mm-hmm. i was i was just thinking about it around kind of cpd and things but yeah within primary care 
think um like helen stoke Lamp- stokes lampard has just said getting the basics right is so important and yeah. we, we have not got that right quite yet in general Definitely practice agree with that. um so so getting those bits right i think you're right just a joined up joined up level of care i mean yeah, my husband laughs at the IT that we've got in general practice. I think many of us <laughs> laugh, but more with intrude, you know, more just can't believe how bad yeah, it is, isn't yeah. it? You know, in yeah. terms of it. The problem is we've accepted that as a normal. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the problem, I that think, is, as well. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll see change. You know, the new GPIT's futures element in terms of interoperability hopefully will finally fix things. I don't know. Have to wait and see, but. Yeah, at least it's on the agenda. It's on the agenda, <laughs> and it is looking brighter from what I'm hearing. GP Connect in particular looks slightly better than yeah. what we've had in the past, so hopefully we will see some change and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, and for our listeners, in case you didn't realise, we were actually filmed it. Well, we've recorded this at the RCGP conference, um, so we're about to go listen to more speakers and stuff. But yeah. it just shows that you can kind of do this thing anywhere. Exactly. So definitely to exemplify the work that you guys have been doing. Um, for our listeners, definitely please go subscribe to the Primary Care Knowledge Boost. Um, I've been talking about it for a while. It's one of my favorite podcasts, for, and particularly from a much. clinical perspective. And I'll even go out there and say it's better than the RCGP ones. Outrageous, <laughs> please. <laughs> they, they were really good. They've kind of gone a little bit, I don't know. I think they've focused more on fringe topics a little bit more lately. But yeah. um, what I really love about yours is not only the clinical content, but definitely you guys have got great rapport when you're talking, and, and that's what comes through and really appreciate the work you've been doing. Highly recommend, like I said, all of our listeners to go out, subscribe, listen to it, and hopefully you'll find it's just as good as I think it is as well. Thank you so much. That's really kind. As always, guys, if you're listening, feel free to subscribe and click on any of the links down below. They'll all be there in terms of the podcast and the other kind of stuff, as well as we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. I keep going through this. Loads of platforms in there. Definitely make sure you leave a review. We'd love to hear what you guys think of this episode. And as always, subscribe and click on the bell to make sure you're notified of all these episodes first and foremost. And we'll catch you in the next episode.